have a, a, a message which I may not be able to, to finish. But in the course of the week, uh, someone asked me to share a word that would encourage the people. And I asked why. Because uh, he said, people are hurting and they are very discouraged uh, because of the situations that we have found ourselves in in this country. Uh, people are crying, they are complaining. Uh, there is no money. People have lost jobs. And things are not looking, sitting pretty well for many people in this country. And uh, we are not exception. We are part of the citizen of this country. And we have people here that may have lost jobs. We have people here that has have mortgages, uh, that they are not able to finance loans, that uh, they are not able to pay. And uh, they have received demand notes uh, from the banks. Many things have happened. But I want to encourage you. You are not alone. Amen? Now, I'm not telling you we are many in it. No, no, no. That's not the encouragement. I'm telling you you are not alone because your Father in heaven knows what you are going through. Amen? And you derive your name from him. That's what we read. The scripture that um, Penina read for us, um, Ephesians chapter 3 verse, from verse 14. All the families of the, of the earth and even the heaven, they derive their name from the Lord. That encourages me, my brother Molongo, because I may be coming from a very small village in Muranga County called Kiabudia, or another man here called Gotu. Whatever it is, that you, the, that village, that it is not even known that when you mention, have you ever tried to look for your village in the Google and you don't find it? You see other villages nearby, but you and the name of that place is not there. That may be you. But I want to tell you that you still derive your name and that of your family from the Father in heaven. And if that is so, then you are not alone. And your Father in heaven knows that at this particular season in Kenya, things are not looking good. He is aware that there are people who have lost jobs. He is aware that there are businesses that are not doing well. He is aware that there are some that have even closed. He is aware. Because we derive his, our name from him. That gives me a lot of encouragement. And when, I, when she read that first, I said, that's my word. Because it encourages me to know that I am not alone. The Lord is with me. And if he is with me, then I am not sinking. My brother Peter, I am not sinking. I can't die when others are dying. There's a difference between me and them. Why? Because for me, I do not derive my name from a certain family on earth. Okay? I am not related 
to a certain dynasty. I do not come from that wealthy family that is known all over. My name is not Bob Coleman. Coleman. I may be nobody, not known on earth, but I steal the life, the name of my family, from my Father in heaven. And that is what matters. So my message to you today is to encourage you. And I want to give you a story about Jonathan and his armor bearer. Jonathan and his armor bearer in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 14. Jonathan is a son of Saul, the king of Israel. Saul, after his two or three years as a king, decided to attack the Philistines. And he amassed 3,000 troops. He took 2,000 with him and he gave the other 1,000 to his son Jonathan. Jonathan dared the Philistine garrison at Geba and inflicted havoc to them. But he provoked the Philistines and the Philistines gathered themselves. And they came with chariots, 3,000 of them, with 6,000 riders. And they said the army was so numerous, they were uncountable. When the Israelites saw them approach, they were filled with fear. They started trembling. The Bible records. If you want to, you can go and read. They went into caves to hide. Why? Because the Philistines were no joke. And they have been provoked. They want to prove to Israel who they are. And they had proved to them before. They had beaten them thoroughly before. Now, they were out to eliminate them. So the Israelites went into caves. It is recorded that even the Hebrew army, some of the armies of the Hebrew Israelites, they deserted Saul and they joined. These, those ones didn't, didn't go to the caves. They joined the enemies for their survival because they wanted to leave. So they joined with the Philistines. They became part of them. Now to fight their brothers. Because that way they were sure they are going to live. What a tragedy. We are fighting with a country in Somalia, for example, and our soldiers decide to join the Al-Shababs. What a shame. But that's how it was. They did not join them of choice. It's because they realized, for luck for me to survive, I must be on the winning side. Tragedy the Israelites were faced with a situation that we could be in today or even worse. They had lost hope. They were in caves waiting either to be thrashed out 
or the Philistine to come and take over everything else and everybody, and for those that are in caves to survive. There could maybe that's the situation we find ourselves in today. But I want to encourage you. Because in 1 Samuel chapter 14, we see a man called Jonathan. And Jonathan has an anama bearer. And it is said, one of those days, when the Philistines were camped on the other side, and the Israelites were camped on this side, with only 600 soldiers, because the 2,400 had already deserted, either they were in the cave or they joined the enemy. Jonathan told his armor bearer, let us go over. Let us show ourselves to the Philistines on the other end, on their side. And actually, he did not call them the Philistines. And I like uh, Mama Fever. He's the one who used the word uncircumcised. The Philistines. He said, let us show ourselves to those uncircumcised Philistines. And he said, perhaps the Lord will deliver them to us. I want you to imagine Two people, actually one, because the other one is a servant. One person daring a whole army of the Philistines. Praise God. I wish I could read the scriptures. But time may not allow me. But you can trust that I have read, isn't it? So I'm not manufacturing my own things. If you want, you can be. Be like the Berean. Go and read that chapter. Read chapter 13 and 14. You'll see the story there. First Samuel chapter 13 and chapter 14. But I'm, I'm, I'm now dealing with chapter 14. And it is said, between them, between, the, between where the Philistines were and where Jonathan was, there were two huge rocks. One was called Boses. The other one was called Zena. The meaning of Boses was the slippery one. And the other one, the meaning of Zena, was the thorny one. In other words, with thorns. Those two rocks were dangerous. And you are supposed to cribe them to be able to go to the other edge. So you are either trying a slippery one, which means you'll fall down. You'll try to get there, you go down. You cannot make it. You try the other one. It is full of thorns. You get wounded and you are unable to continue. But Jonathan dared. He said, I will do it. And he started crying. Before he cried, he said, perhaps the Lord will deliver them to us. For he is able to save with few and he can also save with many. In other words, I, Jonathan, believe that God is capable of using me and my armor bearer to save Israel. I do also believe that he is able to use the entire army to save us. But it is the same God who is able to use the few and to use the majority. That's the God I believe in, my brother Peter. That's the God I believe in. And that's why I told you, you need to be encouraged. You may be discouraged. But you do not need numbers to make it in life. 
The numbers may be looking so bad. Those of you that look at numbers, the bottom line, as you call it, it's not looking good. There's no way this farm will survive. This is our worst season, our worst period. We have no choice. We cannot pay these loans. That's what the many means. But I want to tell you, all that you need is the Lord. Because with the Lord, he is able to save with few. He is able to revive that which is dying. As long as there is hope, as long as you are a Jonathan, you can say, what? Praise the Lord. You can say, I am going over to the other side. I want to dare those uncircumcised. What that meant, the uncircumcised Philistines, it meant this ungodly people. Because as far as those days were concerned, it was only the Hebrews that were circumcised. Because there was a covenant between Abraham and God that for you, between us and, you, and whenever, and between God and me, you need to be circumcised. And Abraham was circumcised. And all his children then from there were to be circumcised. There's a covenant showing that they have a mark they belong to God. So the uncircumcised Philistines, Jonathan knew. They have no favor from my father in heaven. They are not my brothers. They are not my sisters. My father will defend me. The same way you will defend your child. Again, it's any enemy who comes. It doesn't matter what your child has done. He may be the one who is on the wrong. But as long as this is your child, you are obligated to defend the child, isn't it? It's the same thing. Jonathan believed. Jonathan believed that this, this is my God. I am a child of God. God will defend us. What I did not tell you is that in the whole of the land of Israel then, there are only two weapons, Peter. So I'm telling you, go and read. It's very interesting. Go and read chapter 13 and 14. All this army that um, Saul is bringing together, the 3,000 of them, there are only two weapons. One for Saul, the other one for Jonathan. The less did not have weapons because the Philistines had made sure that the Israelites do not have weapons, then they do not have even ironsmith or goldsmith, people who could make weapons for them. They were not there. It is actually recorded that even to sharpen their farming tools, because those are the only ones they were being left with, they had to cross over to the Philistine to be sharpened for them, and they were paying. There was even a fee for this type of tool, this type of tool. So, for the Philistines, it was a, an economic venture. Can you see? You are so oppressed that your enemies make sure that you cannot survive without him. And he is still milking you, taking money from you. That's what the devil does. And Jonathan with only one weapon. The Bible says, 
He said, he told his armor bearer, let us go over to the other, to the other side. Let us show ourselves to them first. If they tell us, stay where you are, and we shall, we shall come, we shall stay here. If they back on us and say, hey guys, you think who you are, come over, we shall show you who we are. Then we shall know that indeed God has given them to us. That's the faith of a Jonathan. Now he says, if they tell us to stay where we are, we will not go. We will stay where we are. But if they tell us, hey, come over to our, to our side. Now we know that God has delivered them to us. And we will go. Why? Because Jonathan knew that his father cannot deliver him to his enemies. Amen? That's the faith you need to have. You have a father who cannot deliver you to your enemies. Everybody else may be sinking. There may be no job for others. But let me assure you, there will be a job for you. Everybody else is not selling. Praise the Lord. But let me assure you, God will create a market for you, for your products. Everybody else is not planting because the weather is tough. But God will impress in your heart, this is time to plant because there will be no food. I'll show you what to do. And God, by his grace and his love for you, you will plant and like Isaac, you will reap a hundredfold. Why? Because you are not like the others. Praise God. You are different. Because you are a child of God. We read in Isaiah 53, Christ suffered so that we can be redeemed. And we have been redeemed brethren. It was not a joke. God was not playing games with his son. No one plays game with his son. He released him to die on the cross. He released him to suffer so that he can redeem us. He can buy us back. What the devil had taken, Christ came to take back. It is a true, it is truth. It is a, the, 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 um, the whole truth. It is in scriptures. The devil lied to Adam. Adam lost the kingdom to the devil. And if you want to know that he lost it, when he was tempting Jesus, he told him, look at all this. It has been given to me. If you bow before me, I'll give it to you. The devil was not lying. He had the kingdom because it was handed over to him by Adam. So for all those years before Jesus came, the devil had the keys of the kingdom. But when Jesus came, he took back the keys of the kingdom. And publicly, Colossians would tell us, he demonstrated, he defeated the devil, snatched the charge sheet, that was written against you. Took it away. And said you are free. Amen. Brethren we need to believe this message. This gospel. It is the whole truth. It is what will keep us going. In the midst of troubles. It is what will keep you going. When the economy is not doing well. It is what will keep you going when the doctors have told you you have only three days or one week or whatever days to live. You can look back and say, that's your report. But Isaiah 53 tells me, by his words, I am healed. Praise God. 
Praise the Lord. I know people that the doctors have told you cannot live for six months. They are, they are, that's maybe 20, 30 years. They are still living. You need to be like Jonathan. But let me tell you something. When they showed themselves to the Philistines, it is said, the Philistines looked at them and said, the Hebrews have come out of their hiding places. They are clawing from their holes. They were taunting them. You know? See, look at those fellows. They are coming out of their holes. And then they said, come over to this side. We teach you a lesson. Remember what uh, Jonathan had said? If they tell us to go, then we shall know that the Lord has given them to us. Why? Because he knew that his God cannot deliver them to the Philistines, to the uncircumcised. And after he has, Jonathan declared the Lord will be on our side. I like Jonathan. Jonathan was a worshiper. Jonathan knew who God was. Jonathan trusted his God. Jonathan, unlike his father, believed that God is able to deliver them. And that's why, without even the knowledge of his father, he moved into the camp of the Philistine. And when they said, come over, he told his Amabiara, come on, let's go. And they climbed over and they rushed to the other side. It is recorded, my brother Peter, that the first round of the fight in a field that was half an acre, half an acre field, they Jonathan and his armor bearer, they killed 20 Philistines. Like half an acre is probably half of this compound. Now that's a pretty small space for 20 people to be killed by two. Actually one, because there's only one who had a weapon. There's only Jonathan who had a weapon. He killed 20. It is said, when the Philistines saw that, there was panic in the garrisons of the Philistines. They started trembling. It is recorded that there was an earthquake and the earth shook. There was so much trembling. The Philistine, the Bible says, they melted with fear. They were melting away. They ran for their lives. And that's the time they Saul, with his uh, 600 minus two men, discovered something is happening on the other side because he heard the noise as they were running away. And when he did a count, he discovered two people are missing. And that was Jonathan and his armor bearer. But it is recorded. There was so much troubling. And the noise from the other side that even Saul now told his, uh, he was trying to consult with the priest. Stop it. Let's go over the other side now. They ran. Praise God. Praise God. You know, when God is on your side, he will utilize all the resources, including the earth, to shake. And there will be so much fear that the enemy will run even before you get there. That is what faith does. Faith is a weapon that, can be, that is not matched by any other weapon. 
All that you need is faith. It is not more money. My good friend. Some of you think it is money that you need. And you are busy trying to put application to all the banks. And they are telling you no, 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 no. Thank God they are telling you no. Let them not give you any penny. Because it is not more money that you need. It is that faith. It was a small breakthrough. Killing 20 people. That opened the door. For the entire army to be eliminated. The Bible says. That when the Israelites saw what is happening. They gathered themselves. They came out of the caves. To join the army. And it is also recorded. Even those that had joined the Philistines. When they saw what is happening. They went back to the army. To fight the Philistines. Praise God. I know some of you may have ran away. God is so gracious. He's still coming through. You still have a chance to come back. Don't compromise your faith. Amen? Don't. Don't give up on God. Even if you had gone away. Even if you had sinned. Even whatever had happened. God loves you so much. And I like it that way because... Jonathan would have said, or Saul would have said, those Hebrews that had ran away, disappeared from us. They are deserters, isn't it? You know, those of you that have ever been in the army, I've never been in, in one anyway, but I know a few things. If you desert the army, yeah, you will be eliminated. When they get you, it's a firing squad. You'll be eliminated. But they did not do that. Because in the kingdom of God, there is room for forgiveness. We can, you can come back. They rejoined the army. They were counted together with the others. Praise God. God is good and he loves you. It's a small breakthrough that you need. That small breakthrough will open doors for you. Just a small breakthrough will open door for you. The situation may look hopeless as it was then. But do not be discouraged. All you need is to step, to step out in faith. And in your small way, you will encounter a small breakthrough that will open the door for the greater to happen. All that you need in that marriage relationship that is not working, is a small breakthrough of reconciliation. And that will be the start of the, of the healing process. And the entire relationship will be healed. All that you need is to step out and say, I will pray. And as you pray, the Lord comes through and he answers your prayers. And what looked like a big mountain becomes something small to testify about. You will survive in this tough situation. But it is not going to the tough situation not remain forever. Why do I know that? Because was not it, it was just the other day that the Lord gave us a prophetic word through our sister Alice that the cup of judgment has been Lifted 
over Kenya, it has been removed. And she saw a cup of dressing, pouring like, she actually said, you know that chocolate when you're pouring? Hmm? That signifies plenty and sweetness, splendor. When the Lord looks at this nation, he doesn't see what you see. You, you see corruption, you see failing industries, you see politicians who are fighting each other because that's the reality. But the Lord in heaven, when he looks at this nation, he sees something different because he's not like us. He operates differently because he ordained this nation even before it was formed. The Bible says that he sets boundaries and he places people in nations so that those people may seek him. Perhaps reach out to him and seek him. The Lord has put us in this country because he knows out of us there are people who reach out to him and over praise and worship to him. That's what he's looking for. Lemonants that you say we believe in God. In the midst of all this trouble, we still believe in God. We can change the situation. And because you are here, your presence is here. The Lord is obligated to, to help you. Because you are more than a Jonathan. Please look at your neighbor. Pointing to them and to your in chest like this. Tell them, one greater than Jonathan is here. You know why I told you you are greater than Jonathan? Jonathan did not have the Holy Spirit in him. Jonathan did not know Jesus. But you, you not only know Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit in you. That's why I told you, you are greater than Jonathan. And if Jonathan could use one weapon and clear a whole army, then what about you? Who has the Holy Spirit? And that's all that you need to deal with the situations in your life. Have faith in God. You are making it. You are a child of God. You are not an uncircumcised Philistine. Now what I mean, those, I'm not saying that people who are not, because I know cultures are different. Please don't mistake me. Yeah? All that I'm saying, it is those that do not regard the Lord in their heart. Yeah? You are not like them. You have chosen to follow Christ. Will he leave you? No, he cannot. You will make it. Amen? We are making it. Are we? We shall make it. Amen? We shall thrive in this. There may be adversities, but they are only for a while. Weeping endures for a night. But joy comes what? In the morning. What you are going through is only for a short while. Your morning is coming. And when your morning comes, the Philistines will run for their life. The Bible records, you know, they started even killing themselves. They were so confused that they could not even be able to tell that this one is a Philistine. A neighbor, they would just kill each other. Because God had decided, you are going to get finished. Praise God. 
because of one, Jonathan. One greater than Jonathan is here. The Lord is with you. And if the Lord is with you, you are more than a conqueror.